0: KZAA L-P, Santa Barbara
1: 96.5
0: FM Casa.
2: Yo, what is up? You're listening to Your Life in America on KZAA LP 96.5 FM, broadcasting live out of the studio inside of Casa de la Raza. Happy Thursday to everyone. That song you just heard was from a band called Game, and that song was called Medusa. Pretty awesome show scheduled for today. Um, this playlist was made by Davin Bernard, who host another hard, hardcore radio show called Marked for Life, and she will be joining the show at 4.30. So I'm going to keep rolling through this playlist. Um, we got a song from a band called The Fight, one from Ikulu, one from the freaking awesome Rob Brigade, Rob Brigade, and then one from Distort, Mindforce, Three Knee Deep, a bunch, a bunch of great bands, a bunch of great songs, and then Davin will join the show at 4:30. Uh, follow Your Life in America on Instagram at Your Life in America 96.5 FM. There is a link in the profile there to take you to the SoundCloud page where I've got up to 80 shows, tons of different um, interviews with tons of different people and bands, and a bunch of cool stuff, as well as a series called Your Life in Prison. Um, with the 11 episodes one of my friends who I did a your life in prison episode with live from Avenal State Prison is actually getting out on Tuesday which is pretty pretty awesome um, the next song is from a band called The Fight and then a song from Akulu and then Robert Brigade and Distort Mind Force and Three Knee Deep you're listening to your life in America on KZAA LP 96.5 FM <laughs>
0: to it's, it's, it's the only way.
2: song was called era of terror from three knee deep three knee deep is a heavy band uh before that you heard mind force distort um all right we got this playlist was made by davin bernard uh she was in a band called kingdom she was in a band called eaten alive she's a hardcore legend uh from philly this playlist was made by her uh she hosts a new hardcore radio podcast called marked for life And she will be joining the show live via the KZAA phone line at 4.30. Um, Until then, you're going to hear, I don't know how to pronounce it, a song from Rix, R-I-X-E. And then one from Buggin, shout out Buggin, I love Buggin. And then a song from um, Ax Rash, a song from Stiff Meds, and then a song from Wisdom in Chains to finish out the pre-interview block. You are listening to Your Life in America live on KZAA LP 96.5 FM. (laughs) do want to say real quick stay tuned after the interview to hear two unreleased remastered tracks from a band called mean jesus out of richmond virginia two unre- unreleased remastered tracks at the end of the interview uh, from a band called mean jesus here's one from buggin
0: We all stop spinning, we all stop living, we all get lifted stop.
2: Yo, do we got Philly on the line or what? Yo, you sure do. What's up, man? Yo, what's up? All right. Real quick, let me let the listeners know what's going on. So we are uh, joined now. I'm very honored and, and grateful to say uh, we are joined by Davin Bernard, a hardcore legend. You might know her from, <laughs> from bands like Kingdom, Eatin' Alive, uh, and many more. But more recently, bringing the spirit of hardcore radio back by the new and popular hardcore radio show, Mark for Life. Davin, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
2: Was that too much of an intro right there?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm blushing.
2: (laughs) Hey, I mean, you know, we're live on the radio. It's got to be like, I got to have a little, you know, I got to have a little like DJ in it. like.
1: Yeah, I feel like like I need like a like a walkout, like a wrestler, like playing, you know, like <laughs> Ultra Militants by Earth and I'll come out with my arms <laughs> up, like, yo, yo, what's up, what's up, while you announce that.
2: <laughs> I know, if you could come live in the studio, we could totally make that happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be sweet.
2: Um, yeah, thank you so much for calling in the show. Um, so we just heard your playlist full of bangers. Thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, yeah. All
1: great bands. I hope you liked them.
2: No, I loved it, and I'm sure um, I'm sure everyone else loved it too. So yeah, we're live. We're live on um, FM Community Radio in California right now, in uh, Santa Barbara, California. Um, our radio station is actually inside a historical landmark called Casa de la Raza. Um, it's like a little community center. It's been home to like all the hardcore and punk greats for shows in the past. Um, so it's a really cool place to have our radio station.
1: That is super cool. And what's up, California?
2: Yeah, what's up? And (laughs) and no, no profanity for one hour. We've made it. I know, I know. (laughs) I've been stressing
1: it all day. And I also want to immediately shout out the band MH chaos from Chicago. Yeah, I wanted to put them on the playlist and I was reading their lyrics and I was like, ah, there's not a single song without a curse word. (laughs) So I wrote to them and I was like, yo, I'm going to, you know, putting together this playlist for this radio show in California. I really want to play you, but do you have any song where you don't curse? <laughs> and they were like, uh, hang on, let us check. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you, you can't play them on the radio, but if you liked the playlist and you like, you know, heavy hardcore, they, uh, they are awesome. They're coming out of Chicago, they're brand new. And I think the singer has this very unique voice. And even the riffs are, they're just, they're not like the other bands. <laughs> nice. <laughs> they, they have a really cool, unique sound.
2: Yeah, the the playlist that you put together, too, was great. It had, like, its own feel to it, definitely. Um, Yeah, it was, like, different than a lot of playlists people send me. Um, You know, I I knew most of the bands, but not all of them. Did it – were there – there were a couple international bands, right? Or
1: There were a few, yeah. I'm trying to remember everything I put on there.
2: I know Game. Game
1: Game is from the U.K. Um, Stiff Meds is from London. Rob Brigade is from Columbia, I don't remember who else i put out. oh um ax rash is from sweden
2: that's so great yeah i i try to i do play international bands um but that was great to be able to play some more international bands on the playlist so thank you for that
1: Rix is from france i don't know how to say their name right Rix. <laughs> say, say it say it with a french accent that's how it's <laughs> said yeah they're from they're from paris
2: i had the same problem i was like gonna like announce the you know the next four <laughs> songs like the next block and I was like okay uh Rick Rikes I don't know oh, <laughs> that was a great yeah. song though no it's a great song
1: oh they're so good I, I love that band I got to see them once and I tried to like buy a shirt from them with my limited French and they just spoke back to me in English and I was like oh, <laughs> I was just trying to make you feel welcome and like connect okay my French sucks all right <laughs>
2: yeah no that's what's up I I was in Tijuana recently and everywhere I went I tried to like I tried Tried to speak in spanish and use pesos and and everyone like spoke english and took american money but i was like okay well at least i'm trying yeah exactly <laughs> um okay so where where are you calling from exactly right now
1: i am from south philadelphia right now i'm in my apartment um if you have ever seen the rocky movies they take place in south philly my neighborhood is exactly like that. Like anything you think about Philly <laughs> or Rocky is like my neighbors from my windows. I constantly hear people yell. Philly! <laughs> <That's> so <awesome. laughs> I live across the street from an Italian barbershop. I live, you know, near a store called Guido's. Like <laughs> I am in it <laughs> and I've been in South Philly. I'm not, I'm not from Philadelphia originally. I'm from rural Maine. Um, but I moved here by choice in 2004 and I just stayed because I, I love, love Philadelphia and particularly I love South Philly.
2: That's so cool. Yeah. That's like such a, when I think of, I've never been to Philadelphia, but like when I think of all those things, you just nailed it. Like the, the, you know, the Italian culture, the, yeah, just the whole attitude of, of Philly. That makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's a very abrasive, like anything you've heard about Philly is true, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a very aggressive and abrasive city, but what people don't see, only people who love the city know that behind all of that is this real sense of community and togetherness, and there's kind of like a lot of aggression in that people are always checking each other to act better, Yeah, you know? yeah. So you just can't get away with anything. The things that I, I <laughs> see, you know, when I leave Philly, I go to a suburb or something the way people act I'm like are you out of your mind someone's gonna (laughs) you're gonna get in a fight like a fist fight like three two wait no consequences so in Philly there's a set of like you know I think, especially if you come from hardcore, it makes sense because it's like street justice.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: sure. um, you act a certain way. There's consequences. You can't just act any old way. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and I kind of love that because I think that even though it's aggressive, it's so fiercely community oriented. Yeah. That it's it's a ni- it's a nice community to, to be a part of.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. I I'll have to. I haven't traveled much in my life, but I plan to change that. Um, that would be. I would love to just go. To the whole old East Coast and go to a bunch of shows, especially in Pennsylvania, like in Wilkes-Barre and just like, yeah. you know, everything over there. Um, we
1: have an incredible hardcore scene here.
2: For sure. Um, Blacklisted was one of my favorite bands when I was like way younger when yeah. they were like first coming up. Yeah. Um, they were like
1: the, the band of the moment for a while <laughs>
2: they were yeah yes for yeah. sure um okay so i just want to say like how this interview happened is like really cool to me at least um i don't know exactly how i came across mark for life i think one of my friends and dis- just the band discourage or somebody like somebody posted it and i came across it somehow and i listened to the first episode and i was like this is so cool you know and um yeah. And then just like reaching out to you. And then we started talking about college hardcore radio and that was like how I, you know, came into hardcore a lot, a big reason. And so I just Mm -hmm. think it was really cool to connect with you and to be able to set this up. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. It's, it's so cool that you have an actual hardcore radio show on the radio. (laughs) Yeah. Um, for people who don't know, marked for Life is a hardcore radio show, like quote unquote. It's actually a podcast, kind of masquerading as a radio show. <laughs> so it's on all streaming platforms, but I call it a radio show because it's done in that tradition.
2: For sure. Um, that you're
1: that you're actually doing.
2: <laughs> yeah, and on Mark for Life, you can cuss and you can play music with profanity in it. So I can
1: play MH Chaos, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> for sure. Um, Okay, so I wanted to ask you, like I've been asking a lot of people I've interviewed lately, just like how the last year has been for you, um, you know, personally, you know, professionally, or you know, working and musically kind of just what, you know, how how the past year the pandemic has been.
1: Yeah, um, so the year I've, I've been probably among the most privileged through the last year, I already worked from home. I have a job as a researcher. Um, I have a full, like, I have a two-bedroom home office set up. Nice. So, literally nothing changed for me at all, <laughs> except I stopped being able to leave work after. Um, and I, I have a new band called Dread LLC, and we were actually supposed to play our new show, our first show, the first week of lockdown and we were so excited we were playing two shows Um, my bandmates are all in Brooklyn and I'm in Philly so we were playing a New York show and a Philly show like one night the second night nice we're like oh this is gonna be so great you know (laughs) and then you know the world shut down and we were like oh well there goes the band (laughs) so the band is you know we're like essentially a group chat filled with memes right now Um, (laughs) but we're keeping it together that's (laughs) a
2: good way to stay connected for sure
1: yeah, we literally just send memes. They're great. Um, so <laughs> that kind of came to a halt. But I'm also lucky because we're, I we're all you know older. We're patient. So we're like, all right, see on the other side. Eventually, we'll we'll record a demo. That'll be cool. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and then I think, um, like like everyone, 2020 was such a year. If you were in a fortunate position to be able to stay at home and comfortable and safe, where you have all this time to like. Just like, what is my life and had all these weird urges like I, I'm sure everyone listening probably has the same where you're like all the things I couldn't do things you don't even want to do Like I'm terrified of roller coasters I don't enjoy them I'm afraid of them and I'm like I want to ride a roller coaster yeah like all these strange urges and like like yeah. I'm like is this what living is in my mind Like to go ride a roller coaster but I'm like I want to be fiercely alive but um but also like there was you know, I think in these moments of reflection, I was like, what am I doing with my life? And <laughs> um, I decided to go to grad school and I applied last fall and I was just accepted.
2: That's and, so awesome. Um, Congratulations. <laughs>
1: yeah, thank you. I'm so excited. I am so excited. It's like the most exciting thing that's ever happened in my life. That's amazing. Much. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm moving. Actually, the school is in New York. So I'm, I'm leaving my beloved city, my beloved home. Um, for a whole new chapter in two months, uh, I moved to, to Brooklyn and I'll be going to school in Greenwich village at the new school for social research to study political theory.
2: That's so awesome. That'll be a, probably an amazing, awesome experience. Have you ever, have you never, have you ever lived in New York before?
1: no no I go up to visit I go occasionally for shows actually from Philly it's a $10 bus ride in like an hour and a half to two and a half hours depending on traffic
2: oh that's cool Um, nice
1: yeah despite that like I don't go that often (laughs) because when you go to New York all you do is just like throw your money in the trash basically it's just especially (laughs) when you're visiting it's just like burning cash yeah which I'm never eager to do (laughs) but I think living there it's going to be you know like I'll actually establish a life and the thing I'm the most excited about is like all the new restaurants. I get to find my new favorite spot. For sure. You know, I'm even excited to find the spot where I'm like, I'm hopeful for, but it actually is terrible. Like, I can't wait to have that story, (laughs) that experience. Like, oh, never again. I know. I came across
2: your French fry page. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite food.
2: <laughs> uh, no, okay, so I told my boss like two days ago. We were, we were just ranting. I was like, if there, he's like, if, or I was like, if there's one food I could eat for the rest of my life, it would be French fries,
0: mm-hmm. because you can yeah. do so
2: many things with them. You know, it's like they come in so many different forms with so many different toppings, and they're just like always good. So
1: exactly (laughs) even the worst fry is like still pretty good because it's french fries
2: i i agree i'm almost kind of down with like cold soggy fries like for some reason i can eat one of those and i'm like all right it's not like that good at all but it's a french fry so i'm like it's all right
1: yeah yeah exactly (laughs) I feel like so much of life, like people are always looking for happiness and like striving for these big things. Like my <laughs> life will be so important if I do. But sometimes I think yeah. if you just find that one little thing you love, like for me, it's French fries. Yeah, when you get so a true. hot French fry and you take that first bite and there's like that. Cr- I know I'm so fashionable. No, no, no. I'm right there with you. I'm right there but with you, you. You take that first bite with that. Yep. And you're so happy. It's like euphoric.
2: It is. Like, yeah. This
1: is one of the best things in life. You know, last day on earth, I'd be like, I'm going to go get some good fries.
2: Yep. And then it's it's like crunchy on the outside, perfect on the inside.
1: Exactly. You know? yeah, and then you I can really just go
2: crazy with the toppings too, you know?
1: You Yeah, you can. I mean, if you're preferred <laughs> it, but I don't. <laughs> no, I want them pure. <laughs>
2: um. Okay. I, I always have to like keep an eye on the time because I... Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not... I just, I get into conversation and then it's like five o'clock and I'm like, okay, we actually need to talk about like hardcore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, well, we don't have to, but, um, okay. <laughs> so, a dr- uh, dread LLC, your new band. Yeah. Or yeah. Was new. Gonna still be new on hold mm-hmm. band. Um, yeah. when you get the music out, please let me know. I will play it on the radio. Um, awesome. <laughs> I bet <laughs> you're, you know, sweet. yeah. Itching to get back out there and play. um, OK, so I'm kind of honestly not going to lie, like read and studied the no echo interview a little bit. So I tried to like <laughs> 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 <That's awesome. laughs> just just because, you know, like um, I try to do a little back like I do this on the side for fun. So I'm not like it's this isn't like my job, but I try to do like right. a little background on people the best I can. So I'm okay. going to try to. I'm going to try to not repeat your no echo interview because it was very detailed. And I was like, man, they (laughs) stole like everything that I (laughs) want to talk about. Um, But I'm very, very interested in knowing what it was like growing up in Maine. And like just if you want to talk a little bit about that. um,
1: Like in relation to hardcore?
2: I mean, yeah, we could get there, but I mean, just in general, like I've never met anyone from Maine or anyone that's, (laughs) I'm serious, is there anyone that's grown up in the, you know, Northeast sector of the United States? Oh,
1: that's crazy. And I just don't,
2: yeah, I just don't like, I'm just curious as what that was like. Like, what'd you do for fun? What was it, you know, how many people were in the town you lived in? Was it like a farm? Like, I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no valid question. So I'm from a really small town called Topsom. Um, I don't. I I recently was like, is it technically a town or when I lived there was it a village? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> like, what qualifies? Like, that's I mean, a great the question. Road, the road that um I my house was on was not even paved when I was y- young. Young, it became paved later, and it didn't have a name in the beginning. It was literally rural route two. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and so we didn't have a neighbor for like over a mile. Um. And we were, you know, we had like a my my mom uh is a barrel racer, which is like a she's a cowgirl basically. Nice. She does the equivalent, like if a rodeo is like mainstream music, then um uh horse shows are like hardcore shows. Like she's like <laughs> okay, got like you. the real deal The like underground OG cowgirl. Like, yeah. yeah, she's like the <laughs> underground, she's a lifer, like and and because of that, she's always really understood like why I travel for shows because she does yeah. the same thing. She'll throw horses in a in the trailer and just drive to like you know ohio
2: that's so cool (laughs) and she
1: doesn't think that's weird so she gets it you know in that way so we had um a barn with a few horses and people who boarded their horses there which was like my kind of like contact with the outside um
2: the people that would come check on their horses
1: uh, (laughs) yeah because there was like a teenager who was really cool um so i would basically just follow her around begging her to tell me about life (laughs) and um she had hammer pants like i'm you know i'm 38 so i like grew up in the 80s and nice. I I was super we can talk about this later if you want. It's one of my favorite subjects. <laughs> Got super into hair metal. Yes. Really young. Love it. Um and felt very like passionate about it. But living in the middle of the woods was like so disconnect it doesn't get more disconnected unless you're Amish. <laughs> um and she had like i don't know if it was like a guns and roses shirt which was my favorite band yeah and so i would be like can i have your shirt can i have your pants what do you do for fun? you know like the most annoying child ever <laughs> um and then other than that maine is all pine forests and so we had pine forests they're evergreen so it's green all the time and it's actually we have eight months of winter in maine and which sounds like romantic until you're living it and then yeah. it's miserable and so cold bone chilling below zero and i was just laughing with my mom the other day she doesn't live in maine anymore either but you get so accustomed and acclimated to that weather that something like after a long winter when spring is coming i remember one day i walked out i was a teenager and i was like oh my god it's beautiful today what (laughs) people were wearing shorts flip-flops I was like this is I had moved to Portland Maine which is our city okay um and I saw people and I was like oh I called my friend I said we gotta have a picnic I mean it's so beautiful he said I know I know I'm gonna pick you up let's go grab some food and like get a blanket or something yeah and we're walking downtown and there was like this building um, that tells the temperature and it was 27 degrees. No way.
2: Are you serious? 27 oh degrees. I'm
1: not gosh. kidding. Um, that is so crazy. You just like, it's crazy. But I will say um, I, I do miss I, Pennsylvania winters are like nothing to me. I don't even feel them. Um, but the snow, especially when you live out in the country, it blankets everything. And when the sun hits it, it sparkles like it's made of glitter. Yeah. And there's this kind of crisp smell. I yeah. don't know, it's like when you first bite into an apple and it's so refreshing. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like that feeling when you walk out into it. And on the pine forests, they become really heavy with these giant icicles and they glisten. I mean, it's very magical.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. But if
1: you're a kid, it's also really boring. Like what do you even <laughs> yeah. do with that? <laughs>
2: you know? Yeah. So, um I think I'm it's only... oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh,
1: sorry. No, I, I grew up, I have a half-sister who is um, 12 years younger than me, so growing up, I grew up kind of as an only child,
0: okay.
1: out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, with, like, that to play with, <laughs> so it was yeah. kind of like, <laughs> um, I would constantly beg my parents, like, can we please move to a city, can we move to California, can we move <laughs> to New York City, Um and then eventually I got my wish. So.
0: Yeah.
2: I think what I was going to, I think I was just going to say real quick is like, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a Southern California kid. Like my whole life, I grew up in the city and like, I never, like we went up, you know, we have like, like ski resorts and stuff here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so I spent all my time, all my time that wasn't like on the sidewalks skateboarding and in mm-hmm. venues and stuff mm-hmm. was like, at the beach, which is still really close to the city and <laughs> <So> then, <jealous. laughs> yeah. And, but then you drive like 45 minutes to an hour, like into the mountains and snowboard, you know, but oh, then you're right. just like, you're just like 45 minutes away from like, you know, Southern California, all the big cities. So I think that's why it's really yeah. interesting, um, to me to ask about, you know, growing up in a place like that cause I don't really know much about it. It's
1: cold and it's isolating <laughs> and Stephen King is a very big part of our our culture
2: yeah okay (laughs) and i was actually
1: yeah yeah he's from maine he has a very spooky house um my dad somehow knows him i think everyone in maine kind of eventually (laughs) meets yeah and um And we were, my dad and I were extras in a Stephen King movie when I was a kid. (laughs) What? What movie? Yeah. Um, thinner, the worst one, but it was a really big deal. I got taken out of school for it. Massive bragging rights. Um, Yeah,
2: for sure. I'm in
1: like the first 15 seconds of the movie. You do not see me, but it was the first money I ever made. And I bought my first CD player and I was able to buy some CDs.
2: (laughs) So that's so cool. So you, um, I did want to ask you about your dad, but I, one question I had was, so how did with being in that environment and, and, you know, growing up where you were how did you how did you first make a connection to like hair metal or anything you know outside of what you were able to listen to maybe on the radio
1: yeah um I think well my my dad is really into music he's into into rock um for sure and even like kind of like I don't, what do they call before punk? Is that proto-punk? I don't know the right words for that.
2: <laughs> I get lost in the genres. Pre, I don't pre, know.
1: <laughs> pre-punk, he's like really into Iggy Pop. And 77 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's like a very, very cool dude. Um. So I had a lot of exposure and I've always been really into music. I was obsessed with Michael Jackson. and
2: Nice. So did your um, dad have like vinyl at the house?
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Vinyl. Okay, um, cool. no, si- no silence at any moment. Um, we didn't watch TV. We actually didn't, where I lived, we only got like three channels kind of. So we were yeah. always listening to music all the time Nice. and, um, and audiobooks, which is funny now <laughs> they're very popular, but I, I grew up listening to them and my dad actually <laughs> narrates them. But, um,
2: that's so cool. Nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think like, um, my parents, divorced when i was like in kindergarten or something and my mom lived across town and we're in like where there was actually like people <laughs> <laughs> and there she could get she had cable which was a huge deal because i had never seen it yeah and of course i found mtv and i was like nice. oh my god there's <laughs> music on tv this is the 80s yeah. you know like this is like the heyday of of mtv and yeah. i found headbangers ball which is yeah you're probably familiar with and yeah. And seriously, I I think I was like in third grade, um, I heard uh, Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses.
2: Nice, classic. And I
1: was like, it was that same feeling like now I know what it is to be alive. (laughs) But it was like the first time where I was like, oh, I know what I'm into. I know who I am. This is my thing.
2: (laughs) Nice. Yeah, no, I know (laughs) um, exactly what you mean for sure.
1: Yeah, this moment where you're like, I have a sense of myself. And um, from there, yeah, so like every Wednesday and like every other weekend, I would go over and be like, headbangers, Ball, show me metal. <laughs> and uh, my mom would let me have these cassettes. My dad wouldn't let me listen to it. He's like kind of strict. And
0: yeah. so I would
1: just like try to like, you know, remember every word so I could sing it to myself at home. And oh. uh, I got into like Metallica, Motley Crue, you know, early Metallica when they were awesome.
2: <laughs> Kill 'em all. Kill 'em all is one of my favorite <laughs> yeah. albums of all time. Such a banger. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, I know. And like, yeah, all even the bad stuff. I was like, I mean, I'm like in third grade. I can't tell the difference. I'm just like, man, you're like
2: super opinionated and like,
1: (laughs) yeah, it was like, it's all cool. And I actually became so obsessed, especially with Guns N' Roses, because like Slash. Was just the coolest person I had ever seen. For sure. Like he doesn't have a face. He (laughs) doesn't have to wear clothes apparently. Which, if you remember being a kid, you're like, I don't want to wear pants. I don't (laughs) like clothes. Like he doesn't even have to wear a shirt. No one's making him. I I don't want to wear a shirt. Like, and he was like those solos. I was like, I want to play guitar. I know he's just Just... shredding. (laughs) And like when November rains video came out. This is like now, like a couple years later, maybe a year later, two years later. I don't know. I was like heavy, heavy into it. I was like, (laughs) tell people like, I'm a metal head. (laughs) Like I started dressing in all black. My parents are super cool, really supportive. So they're like, okay, if you want to wear black, I guess you can. And I was like, yeah, I'm metal. I got to wear black. That's (laughs) right. (laughs) Um, So November rain comes out and there's that scene where slash is soloing in the desert
2: yep (laughs) so
0: epic and i (laughs) was like yeah
1: (laughs) i was like i have never seen anything this cool in my life and this is what i want to do when i grow up so my dad still laughs like we'd be at the grocery store and people would be like oh hi little girl you're so sweet what do you want to be when you grow up and i would be like i'm gonna be slash from guns N' roses (laughs)
2: that's so awesome
1: (laughs) and my dad would have to explain like she wants to play guitar in a band and they were like oh okay
2: (laughs) yeah because it was different then you know it was like I feel like music you know being an artist nowadays is like so much more socially accepted and really like any genre of music that people venture out in you know especially like you know, hip hop, like there's just so many rappers on YouTube and Instagram. And it's just like, you know, I think it's great, but it's definitely, it's definitely different than it was, you know, 20, 30 years ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Especially like in rural America. Oh yeah. Especially when you're like, they weren't ready for all that (laughs)
2: and they were not accepting and they weren't accepting any of it either.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it was like, I was so, into what I was into and so excited about it that, like, I didn't even register anyone's disapproval, you know? Like, yeah, I, like, I mean, that's how
2: it is, you know, that's how, um yeah, that kind of, so real quick about your dad, but that kind of transitions yeah. into the uh, the next question I wanted to ask you, but, mm-hmm. so you I love that your dad's involved in community radio and, you know, yes. has been and still is, you know, yes. shout out to your dad, because... Low low power low frequency community radio is the best yeah, in my opinion. Absolutely, <laughs> that's what we're on right yeah. now. Um, so, so did that have like? Um, I mean, did you have any radio experience before Mark for Life, or did you have any like? You know, was I guess your dad's involvement in radio and inspiration for you uh, doing um, Mark for Life or anything like that?
1: Not per se, because I. My my inspiration is really for Mark for Life is from the college radio station that I was able to pick up when we moved. We moved from my possibly village <laughs> to like a, <laughs> uh, a slightly bigger town, like a small town um, in southern Maine where we could pick up um, w, uh, WUNH, which was the college hardcore radio station from um, the University of New Hampshire, which was just nice. across the border. OK. Um, And that was where I found a hardcore radio show that basically changed my life um That's so, so cool. I'm really really walking you know in that tradition for sure but um and it was after that it was more like when I was getting him like 16 probably that my dad was getting into radio and I think it was because I was growing up and I was pro- you know moving out soon and I think yeah. he was like oh what, what, what am I doing like I gotta <laughs> find things um just my guess I don't know but my dad yeah. is like wildly creative and super involved in tons of things and nice. um yeah, and he got involved in WMPG from Portland, Maine, and got a radio show and he actually has one now. It's called Offline. Um, and it's kind of like a it's like a variety show of sorts. There's like <laughs> comedy, there's skits, there's like fiction, science fiction that he reads actually is an incredible voice.
2: That's so cool.
1: Um and he loves and for ever since I was probably sixteen, his favorite thing to do is make these fake commercials for really like inane things. <laughs> Um, and I mean, he'll call me, my dad and I are are very close and he'll call me and say, can I read you this one? Okay. And then he'll put, and he, my dad is, is a voice actor. And so he has all these incredible voices and he'll slip into characters, accents, and it's just some off the wall, like, you know, a Lieutenant in space pitching an ad for like some sort of ice cream or something.
2: It's so awesome. Very creative. Very creative. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So in marked for life, I always, um, every episode I have a commercial for yep. my friend, uh, Kyle's <laughs> screen printing shop. Soaked so in ink. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and 100%. Um, I follow in my dad's footsteps of trying to make just like really stupid, weird off the wall commercials <laughs> Yeah. for my friends uh, for soaked in ink for my friend's screen printing shop. <laughs> it's like one of my, my pleasures with the show. Yeah,
2: no, those are great. I love those. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, I, okay, so I want to get into, because it's already been 30 minutes. This is what I mean oh with the gosh. time. I'm like, I just start chopping it up with people, and it's, like, super cool. And then I'm like, okay, we only have half an hour, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> hardcore is not something for everyone. Um, You know, it's not, like, it's not something for everyone. It's too loud. It's too fast. It's too angry. People can't understand yeah. the words, whatever it might be, you know, and I completely understand mm-hmm. that. So I always like to ask, you know, how did... You know, and you kind of you kind of touched on it, but like how did it become how did hardcore become something meaningful to you, you know? So, if you maybe want to just talk about, you know, the your first experience cuz you were really into the hair metal stuff. Yeah. And then maybe like your first experience where you and the fact that you got there through community radio is awesome that we're on yeah. community radio right now talking about yeah. it <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely cool. and got to play a playlist of all a bunch of your favorite hardcore <laughs> bands on community radio yeah. it's all super cool so
1: sick yeah. it all comes full circle for sure but yeah if yeah. you want to just
2: talk about that a little bit
1: yeah for sure um so i think like yeah the the road was already paved with hair metal where i was already like okay i am like a metal person like this is what i do i shred i'm here for riffs um yeah and then I think that was when I was like a little kid and then I kind of like found death metal um and I was like oh my (laughs) god this is so fast
2: (laughs) yeah this is so unbelievably fast yeah
1: yeah and I was like okay now I'm into death metal and then I kind of black metal you know I was all over the place and um and then I you know but I was I'm just into music in general and you know as i got into more middle school you know grunge was happening and i was like i like this too especially the heavier stuff um and the the band primus if you remember them or maybe they're I still do. a band i have yeah. no idea i think they're Trinus. from sacramento
2: or oh, no they're not from sacramento i don't think
1: oh, i'm thinking well,
2: of, i'm thinking of cake sorry <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. Very similar, right? So Primus came to Maine, and literally any touring band coming to Maine was like, everyone's going to go because it's a thing to do. (laughs) Um, So my friends were like, we're going to Primus, and I was like, I'm going to Primus. I don't even like them, but I'm going. For
2: sure, yeah. Um,
1: And at that show, I was 12. (laughs) Nice. Um, And at that show, there was a very familiar scene to most of us now. A teenage dude standing holding a bunch of show uh show flyers for a hardcore show passing them out at the door but i had never seen that
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah like what is this
1: (laughs) and so i walked by and you know like my friends and i are going in and he was like hey hey and i think like when you are a 12 year old girl no one says hey to you unless they're like sexualizing you yeah um, you're pretty much invisible. It's a really weird time because you're like really still a kid, but you're being like sexualized by the adult world and then treated like what you will be treated as a, as a woman. Yeah. Which is like treated like your opinions don't matter and you're not included in things. But you were like two years before everyone was like talking to you. So it's like very confusing time. Yeah. And you start to become kind of invisible. So this guy saying hey to me, I was like, he can't be talking to me. I'm like a 12 year old girl. And I look around and I'm like, Me? and he's like he's like yeah and he gave me gave me a piece of paper I was like what is this and he was like it's a flyer for a show and I was like show what is a show (laughs) like a concert yeah and I'm like this guy doesn't know anything whatever (laughs) so I go inside I've got it in my pocket I'm looking at it and it's got all these band names and I'm like what on earth is this (laughs) whatever um yeah and he said you know it's for a hardcore show I'm like hardcore show nice um and on the way out he was there again, passing out flyers, and he was—he pointed at me. He's like, "Hey, you going to the show?" And I was like, "Am am I going?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And he was like, "See you there." I was like, "Yes, yeah, you there." <laughs> so I go home, and I'm like, "I'm like, Dad, I have to go to the show. I was personally invited, and they are expecting me." <laughs> like, <I'm training> him. <laughs> like it was like That's a birthday so awesome. party. Yeah. <laughs> so I go with my friend who I went to Primus with, and um. It was that show like right away. I was like, "What?" (laughs) Was that
2: in Maine as well?
1: It was in Maine. Yeah, it was in the town over from mine. Um, That town was bigger. It was called Brunswick um, and it had a record store which became very vital in my life (laughs) Um, and it had a little venue and because there's nothing to do in Maine, especially then this is like 1994 we had this huge hardcore scene. Um, Of course, I didn't know that. Yeah, but uh, I go to the first show and there's just a vibe that, you know, anyone who's in a hardcore knows where everyone's kind of just hanging out and really friendly and it's cool. Yeah. And, you know, being from New England, especially at that time, Satisfaction is the Death of Desire is coming out. Yep. Uh, hate breed, everyone's sounding super heavy. Yep. And to this day, like, you know, I like I mean, I, I like a lot of different things, but like that was like sick
0: for sure. Um,
1: So this local band plays. It sounds like hate breed. And I was like, yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and um, then the more that I would go, um, you know, my friend was like, I'm not really into this. And I was like, that's OK. And my dad, again, so cool. Um, <laughs> I was like, Dad, I really need to go to these shows. Like, I just like I love them. So occasionally I could get him to drive me 45 minutes to the one city we have or one of the cities, Portland to, and he would drop me off by myself at this club. Um, and I would see bands like blood for blood, 24 to life. Like I would go to these hard shows. Yeah. Um, totally alone. Like a 14 year old girl, which sounds so crazy now, but my dad was like, I just knew you were safe. I could just sense it. And the coolest thing was like when I would go to a show, um, I would walk in and like, like I said, like at that time when you're a young girl, the world is treating you badly (laughs) yeah. or like you're invisible, like you're nothing. And when I would go into this club, you know, people with men, guys, like teenage guys, grown men would look me directly in my eyes and go, what's up? And I was like, Hey, what's up? Like I was a peer, like I was somebody and like I belonged. And I was like, this is my place. Not to mention like, you know. I loved the music, of course, and I loved like the the things that they would say about unity, brotherhood and sisterhood, sure. community, yeah. fighting racism, mm-hmm. sexism, homophobia. I was like, what?
2: <laughs> I know
1: this is these are my people.
2: Yeah, definitely. That's that's such that's like the greatest introduction to hardcore story I've like ever heard on an interview for sure. So <laughs> <And> I'm not <laughs> Can I tell you
1: like the funniest thing that happened. Yeah, yeah, 18?
2: please do. Yeah.
1: This is like one of my favorite stories ever. It doesn't age well, but it's really funny. So at um, same club, this club called Zoots, which was later shut down because somebody was stabbed there, which is like, I can't even Aww. believe that happened in Maine. Yeah. <laughs> but um, 25 to Life was a band that played all the time in Maine. And at the time, they were a respected band in hardcore, and they were really cool. Yeah. Um, and I loved them because I loved like really tough, kind of heavy stuff. Yeah. And I loved anything from New York. I like loved the New York sound and i was 14 years old i'm going to shows by myself and i collected set lists and so after every band would play i'd hop on stage and grab it of course 25 to like finishes. yeah <laughs> yeah because it's like i didn't have like art in my room so i just had like set lists all over my that's mouth. like
2: the coolest so- art ever i yeah, <laughs> yeah i love set totally. lists. anybody who goes to shows knows like if you get your hands on a good set list that's like something to yeah.
1: hold on to yeah yeah, I get so bummed now that bands print them. I'm like, write it with a marker. It's yeah, so, of so cool. <laughs> but so twenty-five to life finishes. I hop on stage to grab it, and I'm like up there just looking around, like where is it? And Rick to life, <laughs> singer of twenty-five to life, infamous person. Yeah, comes over to me, and he was like, "Hi," and I'm like, "What's up?" I'm, like, don't bother me. I'm looking for the. Yeah, cellos. where's your at? <laughs> I'm trying to be, cause, you know, I'd be like kind of cool, kind of yeah. tough, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like fourteen years old. I don't have time for you. And um. <laughs> And he looks at me and he's like, "Is this your first hardcore show?" And I was so offended. I've like, <laughs> been in hardcore. I'm like, "What do I look new? Like I've been here for two years. Are you kidding me?" So I like looked up at him and I went, "No." You <laughs> know, because right. I'm like yeah. A kid. Yeah. And, he's, and he kind of chuckled and he was like, "Okay, all right, all right." And then he looked at me, and goes, "Welcome to hardcore." And I was like, "Yeah, okay." Dang. And then he and then he walked away and I was like. Oh, thanks, you know, <laughs> that's like, so cool.
2: That's so like cool my though. Heart.
1: Yeah. And I was like, I, I was like, I thought he was kind of, you know, thought I was young and new, which I didn't want him to think because I was so down. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but it really meant a lot to me that he said that.
2: For sure. I mean, to put that in perspective now, looking back, you know, looking back on everything you've done in, in hardcore and everything you're still doing, that's super cool. That's such a, and 25 to life is like, yeah, you're right. Like that's a big, they were a big deal, you know, yeah, they were one of the first bands I first hardcore shows I went to at the Showcase Theater was this little venue that I grew up by and twenty five I know the
1: showcase, yeah. Oh
2: yeah. I grew up like really, really like ten minute skate from showcase. So, oh, that's
1: awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah. And Twenty Five to Life was one of the first bands I saw there, and it was the same thing. Like I was like, Okay, this is heavy and like this isn't street punk and there's more yeah. than there's more than circle pitting going on and like
1: well, not to mention like Rick Was so covered in tattoos. And that was at a time when people really weren't heavily tattooed.
2: No, definitely. And to me, I was
1: like, what a devotion to the culture. You know, like this guy is like in it with no escape. And I was like, that is, I just had so much respect, you know, and it kind of gave me a sense of like what this could look like getting older. Like maybe, maybe you just stay in for life and you wear basketball jerseys. That's cool, I guess. (laughs) You know, like I don't really, you know, I'm 14, I'm piecing it together. Yeah,
2: no, definitely. Um, Do you remember your first stage dive?
1: I've never had, I've never staged. over.
2: <laughs> okay. No, that's okay.
1: No. <laughs> I'm too chicken. Um, I'm no, it's like, okay. I'm, a, I'm like really clumsy. I'm always like, I'm going to be the one, you know, what? there's always that one person that like unplugs the mic and you're like, Oh, like that's I've me. done that many or, times. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's humiliating. I do remember the first time I moshed.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just say, I was gonna. The, the question I had written down was like stage dive slash mosh. So <laughs>
1: yeah, it's yeah. all good. <laughs> um, I went, I went to like, god i i think this is the first time it was the first time i moshed like significantly um i went to see converge and i don't even remember who else maybe piecemeal which was like pre-hope conspiracy um in western mass with some friends i was like 16 is this is the jinko gene era too my pants are huge yeah shout out jinko yeah (laughs) (laughs) shout out jinko yeah um And I was just, like, I had been wanting to mosh, like, literally since I was, like, 12. Yeah. And I was just too, like, I don't know how to do it. I don't want to look stupid. And I was, like, I'm not from Western Mass. I don't know if I'll ever see these people again. (laughs) And I was, like, I'm just going to do, like... I'm just going to spin kick. And then once I started, I just like moshed the entire set of whatever band was playing. <laughs> nice. And then people were coming up, up to me after and they were like, yo, that was sick. <laughs> I was like,
2: yeah. Oh my gosh. And then you had like really <laughs> arrived.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, it's cool. Like I mosh. It's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, I mean,
2: it's, you know, I grew up like before hardcore, I was like just going to punk shows and it's like all circle yeah. pitting, you know, and it's just like. But when it comes to like breaking down on the two step and like, you know, that's like a, Mm -hmm. that's like a next level of moshing. And if you don't have like the, the rhythm, you know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) I get it. I, I, I practiced in my room. I did all kinds of stuff, you know? (laughs) Yeah.
1: I, yeah, it, it can be rough. Um,
2: okay. So those are, those are really great stories. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for sharing those. Um, so I do, so I grew up, yeah, I grew up right by the Showcase Theater. That's really freaking awesome that you are from the East Coast and you know the Showcase Theater because...
1: I actually went there when I was 16 on a trip.
2: Oh, nice. Visit a friend. Yeah. <laughs> did Do you remember what show you saw there?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Disembodied and Brothers Keeper. It was a record release for their split seven inch.
2: Nice. Okay, so that's yeah. the show you talked about in the No Echo interview then. I
1: did, oh, yeah. Oh, cool. So I was I totally to that- thinking
2: it was an L.A. show, like at an L.A. venue
1: no it was there and then like um my, my old band played there n- numerous times which was cool and i was nice. like oh my god i can't believe it's still here i was here when i was 16.
2: <laughs> i know it's, it was the saddest weekend in my life when they the closed it down sayosin yeah Seosin plays played the last show ever at showcase and it was people were just not happy that it was closing. So it got pretty crazy, but, um, such a bummer. I know, but yeah. So like I grew up very mm-hmm. close to there and, you know, skateboard all day and then go mm-hmm. see whoever's playing showcase that night. And, mm-hmm. um, during that time there was a university, California, Riverside was the university, you know, near showcase. And they had this show every Wednesday night, it was two hours. And this guy, And one time, you know, my friend was like, yo, he like called me on the landline and was like, hey, check out, like turn your radio to this station. And I can't even remember the station, but I turned into it and they were playing Gorilla Biscuits. And I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, like this hardcore is on the radio. Like, this is so cool. And then he was like, dude, you can like hit him up on MySpace. And he'll (laughs) like, (laughs) and he'll like, and he'll post your thing as a bulletin. And like, here's, you know, this is his number and you can call. And I was like, all right. And I remember calling and he was like the coolest guy ever. And, and, and yeah, so we called him, we would just request like all these songs and he would be like, yo, this is Dylan from Corona. And you know, this is cats and dogs from (laughs) Gorilla Biscuits and it's going out to like all his vegan friends.
0: (laughs) And he would play, yeah,
2: it was so cool. And so, you know, that was like, that always meant so much to me. And I listened to it every Wednesday night for, you know, until it stopped. So if, I just wanted to share that if you want to share a little bit. That's so cool. Oh yeah. yeah,
1: I totally lost the train. I was like, I'm going to talk about 25 to life. Um.
2: (laughs) But, um, but no, yeah. So I, it kind of seems like you had a similar experience. And one thing I'll say before you start is like holding the antenna to make sure you get the, like while you're also recording and writing down the songs, that's like so cool. And it's funny, like to bring that full circle. I have so many people that listen to my show that are like, Hey, your signal sucks, but like, if I, they're like, I have to hold my antenna or like my radio in a certain place just so I can listen to your show. People are still doing that.
1: That's so awesome. I love that. So yeah, the, the radio show that, that I listened to, I completely missed that story. Um, so I moved to Southern Maine and I was just flipping through the radio and it was the same thing. Like I was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Are they playing hardcore? Um, and I was like, Oh, my god and it was and they were like hey what's up everybody this is w <laughs> and i was like oh! and they were like hardcore radio and i was like hardcore radio and um yeah so yes. like it became i was like i don't know 14 13 14 when i moved and i found the show and um it was before i found the radio show i was listening to like 80s hardcore like early 80s minor threat late 80s you know yeah. breakdown like i was not really up to date on what was happening in hardcore i you know being like 13 years old i wasn't going to a ton of shows so yeah and not a lot of tours were coming to maine the internet wasn't even really a thing so like yeah it was so hard to find out about like the scene of the moment and then i find this show and they're playing all the new hardcore from all over the country oh, so and awesome. i was like and my i was like this this is it yeah. um and also being in maine like i really didn't know a lot of other people in hardcore being so young and a girl and from a town where i just didn't know anybody like it was kind of hard to make a lot of friends especially because i went to shows so sporadically um across the state um i just wasn't that connected but i was so like passionate and in love with the with the scene and the music um and then when i got the radio show yeah i would sit there I, because it was coming from New Hampshire and I was in Maine, I had to hold the antenna with one hand. <laughs> they would play like a five song block and then be like, okay, that was turmoil. This was blah band song. And I'd be like, oh, what were those bands? I need to know. I'll never hear them again. You know, it was like precious. Cause hardcore yeah. was something then that you would like catch a scent of in the air and you could never find the source. Yeah. You know, it was like this constant chase. Yep. And then they were just like, it was like a buffet at the, <laughs> at the, at the radio show. So I was like, okay, so I would, um, yeah, I would number. I would take. Uh, I would hold the antenna with one hand, and with the other, I would every song that played. I'd write. Okay, song one, song two, song three, and I would write notes on if I liked it or not. <laughs> That's so and cool. then when they when they said the, the the title so fast, okay, this is blah 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 blah. blah I try to match it. Okay, one, two, three, four. <laughs> oh, okay, and I would record it on a cassette, and then I would listen to the cassette all week. And I, I had, like, a cassette, so I would have to tape over it every week. And I'd be like, goodbye, yeah. music of last week, here's music <laughs> of this week. And it wouldn't even capture the whole show, which is why I had to write things down. Yeah. But it became, like, it really opened my, my world you know, of hardcore into, like, the moment. They would talk about shows. They would talk about tours. They would talk about zines. I was like, zine? What's a zine? <laughs> you know? <laughs> things that I was learning, and I learned through them. And then I really became connected to the scene and... They did call in requests, um, like you said, and they were and I remember the first time they were like, all right, if you want to call in a request. But I was like, call in a request. (laughs) I was like, I have to let all of New England know what is up. Yeah, I have great (laughs) taste. I'm going to I've been doing this
2: since I was 12.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like I'm not new. (laughs) What up? Um, So like. Yeah, I would call in all this like stupid stuff. And again, back to 25, I, I'm talking about them way too much. But yeah, I would call in Keeping It Real by 25 to Life because it was like the only song I yeah, knew.
0: It
2: was a great song, modern though. Hardcore. Great song, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and I would always call in you know, whatever stupid stuff I liked. Well, actually, it was awesome. But they made it a feature on the radio show where they'd be like, all right, it's Devin's tough guy request <laughs> of the week. That's so cool. <laughs> and I love, And it was so cool because I was like, I'm here. Like, I'm part of it, you know? Um, yeah, that's also, so awesome. Yeah, and and it was cool to hear other people because I was like, there's other people out there listening to what I'm listening to now. Like, they're in other small towns, but they care just like I do. You know?
2: Yeah, that's that's so cool. I okay. So this is like complete random side note. If you ever yeah. come, if you ever come out to California, for some reason, we can set up a marked for life live radio show, and you can ah! yeah. No, it's so e- Like it would be so easy to do. Like, and you could just like tell all your people like, okay, call you just like, here's the phone line and you could just oh, take requests. So it would cool. do a live radio show, but it yeah. would be like California, but it would, we could totally do that. Then you could be on the other side and taking the calls.
1: <laughs> oh, that would be wild. Yeah. As it is now, people just send me voice notes. <laughs> yeah. No, that's still so cool for, though. For life to so like quote unquote call it in, but it's fun. And I get them from all over the world, which is unexpected and really cool
2: it's yeah that's that's really cool and using like technology in a really awesome way you know um okay so yeah i do want to spend some time talking about mark (laughs) (laughs) talking no i do i mean my goal wasn't to be like the whole thing about Mark for life but you know i my the way i interview people is really just conversation about life and Mm -hmm. i'm very interested in people and their backgrounds and stuff and i think Mm -hmm. the people that listen to my show like that you know because it's not just about like like I don't know it's a little it's a little more like personal I guess is what I'm what I'm trying to say um so uh okay the name marked for life
1: Mm -hmm.
2: did that is that like where how did you come up with that
1: that is the title of a Warzone song
2: okay that's what i thought but i didn't want to say that because i was like what if i'm wrong then i'm gonna be like
1: (laughs) (laughs) no yeah so Warzone is like my probably all-time favorite band love yeah um yeah i I connected yeah they're perfect um and they have the song marked for life and the chorus is down forever marked for life um which basically uh sorry my grand, my grandmother's calling. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I declined. Oh my god, I declined. My grandmother. Um, that's okay. But um, yeah, it basically describes you know how I feel uh, about sure. hardcore and how I've always felt. You know, from from age twelve to now. You know, I, I think hardcore is super sick. Um, and it never, and it's never stopped. So for sure. Um, yeah, okay, that that's is what I that. thought. And I I, and I was... kick off the show with Warzone too. <laughs>
2: Yeah. No. Okay. I figured all that, but I've, I've like made assumptions in the past and people are like, no, that's not what it is. And I'm like, okay. And then you're like, all right. I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I knew that. I knew that. I was just, you know, just, <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. I, I freaking love Warzone zone too. They played nice. at showcase theater one time, but I was like not old and I wasn't around yet. So, uh, that um, okay. That's, that's good to know. Um, how did the so i i'm trying to like i i'm trying to i'm like okay you've already answered all these questions for like the oh. thing but um yeah so how did you realize or or become like motivated to s- sit down and say like okay i'm actually going to make marked for
1: life a thing um it was one of those kind of sudden like i i actually i found tape of the H radio show the hardcore radio show from when I was a kid, well, a teenager, yeah. Um, going through some old tapes and I put it on and it was like, all right, uh, next up we have <laughs> turmoil. And I was like, Oh my God. And they were talking about like the new turmoil record. I was like, wow. And it was kind of so cool. like, I was getting kind of misty eyed. Cause I was yeah. like, Oh, that was new. This must be the last show I ever listened to. And of the last course, time I recorded, yeah. you know, and I was like, Oh, those days are over. This is so special. Yeah. And I was like, Gah. and, and a lot of it is, you know, I, I've, so much to say about this um i think that the way that we find out about hardcore now and i say this in the intro of the very first episode um of mark for life is kind of so we're so disconnected from what's happening in hardcore because yeah. the way that hardcore is being promoted is primarily through social media yeah um and on instagram stories uh, not even on like a post it's usually like a story yeah and twitter and that the lifespan of These stories, it's like 24 hours and it's based on your algorithm. So if somebody's, you know, promoting a new band and they're not on your algorithm or they're, you know, whatever in Serbia or they're in, you know, Maine or Philly, you may not even hear that band because you're never going to see that story.
0: For
2: sure. Yeah.
1: So in a sense, like I struggle, I really actively try to keep up with what's happening. I have a few friends I always hit up um, and we send each other bands like, yo, you heard this, you heard this, you heard this. And even then I'm missing so much. And I'm like, well, I'm trying. And a lot of people don't try so much. For sure. You know, we're not. We're, we're as disconnected as I was living on rural route two. You know, <laughs> like you're not hearing about stuff, even though you, even though the, all the information's there. It's like information overload.
2: Definitely. Um, yep.
1: And I was like, you know, and we're also with the pandemic you know, kind of stopping all these bands dead and there's no tours coming, just like when I was growing up in Maine and there were no tours coming. <laughs> yeah. I was like, God, it's so much. There's such like a strange parallel between the pandemic and the technological age versus no technology in rural Maine.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, that's true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so I'm like, we need a hardcore radio show. Oh my God, I, I'm i going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, And it happened really, really fast. I already knew exactly what I wanted to do. I hit up a couple friends like, yo, how do I record songs? What kind of (laughs) mic should I get? Okay, I'm doing it. And I hopped on my bike, rode to Best Buy, and I was like, and I'm recording.
2: Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, you're like very, very good at editing. And, you know, I love all the sound clips and, you know, just all those things. Because I love like, you know, being a host of this radio show, like I use, I try to use sound clips a lot and, you know, clips Mm -hmm. from interviews and, you know, whatever. And I, when I heard that on the first, I think it was the first or second one, I can't remember which one, but it's, it's, yeah, you're very good at editing things in and out and just, yeah, it's, it's very, very well done. Um, thank you. Yeah. I, I really like it a lot. Um,
1: so a labor of love. What's that? I said it's a labor of love. Yeah. I know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I like, I'm lucky enough to be, live on the radio so i don't really have like room for air so to speak (laughs) yeah so i can kind of just take a little do a little editing of what i do and then i just post it and i feel like it's kind of okay because i just i'm like okay this was live on the radio but i'm just putting it on here so Mm -hmm. you know other people can listen to it um but it seems yeah mark for life has become very it became very popular pretty fast did you expect that to happen
1: uh, no <laughs> i did not i was like okay i'm gonna do this and hopefully like 10 of my friends are gonna hear it maybe finally like listen to more new bands and get psyched um and maybe you know like a few other people i was like maximum i'm gonna get what i don't know 50 people who yeah. ever hear this if i'm lucky <laughs> and now there's like a not every episode, but I've had like a thousand listeners.
2: I know, that's, <laughs> it that's like, awesome. It was
1: like charting on different things. I was like, um, what? <laughs> okay, and it made me really self conscious. Like, I sit down at the mic and I'm like, 1,000 people are listening. <laughs> and I'm like, don't make a weird noise with your mouth. <laughs> it's so much pressure and i was like okay i just gotta like chill and do my thing yeah for sure it was like very unexpected (laughs) and what was also unexpected was like all these cool people i was going to connect with like you um i get to talk to a lot of people in you know bands and they're you know everyone's so disconnected and so excited to talk shop you know talk hardcore talk releases people are sending me bands every day now and i'm like yes this is awesome
2: (laughs) It is awesome. And and I love, I just, I love like, you really, like, talked about it in your interview with No Echo, but what you said about people getting over the nostalgia thing and connecting to what's happening right now in hardcore. Yeah. Because, um, like, a year ago, I, I can't remember what I was doing on the show, but I was talking to someone about the band One Step Closer. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you've listened to them, but um, something about that band just, like, reignited this thing inside me and then I just was like yeah there's like so many new bands out and I'm being you know Mm -hmm. I need to not be closed-minded just because these bands have you know I I just love what you said about like being a new band in hardcore it's like you have to fill out this application and like you know what I mean like yeah if you don't have x members of like this band and this band then no one's going to take you seriously or or whatever. So, um, I just think that's so true, you know, and I've really made a conscious hard effort to focus most of my energy and attention on new bands, um, yeah, that's and awesome. playing their music on the radio. Um, and now it's cool cause I have bands that are like, yo, play this unreleased track, like on your radio show. And Ooh, that's so, cool. yeah, it's super cool. Um, so yeah, I just, I love that. And I think you're totally nailing it with, with what you're doing, you know, and, um, it'll give a lot of, it'll give a lot of bands that have really, really good music that's going unnoticed a chance to be on a platform and be heard.
1: Thanks. Yeah. That's what I'm going for. And international bands. Yeah, definitely get some credit, the credit that they're due in the U S and hopefully, you know, if people get into them, that opens doors for them to tour here, you know?
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. We're like basically out of time, which sucks. Cause I wanted to get, oh no. Okay. So when I heard that episode three, I was Mm -hmm. like, this is something that I have never been able to talk to anybody about because every time I brought it up, nobody understands what I'm saying. You know, I'm like, Mm -hmm. because growing up in Southern California, I like the environment of Southern California was, was who I was and really who I am, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think a band like, uh, like Rotting Out, for example, I know they're Mm -hmm. like a big band, but a band like Rotting Out, they capture what southern california into hardcore is you know like skateboarding mm-hmm. sunshine the beach yeah. the city the dirty, you know what i mean just the whole thing yeah. um and in my whole life i was always like all these bands are like pacific northwest midwest south florida <laughs> new york hardcore no la hardcore it's you know right. this is boston not la like, <laughs> just right. like right. boston hardcore you know like providence rhode island and i'm just like that is attached to every single band and then i adopted that you know and and i am and i adopted that personally but i also adopted that with like you know with with what i saw in bands you know or when i hear a band like you know it's just like it's so typical but i think it's something that people just do and don't really talk about so i just love that you like I love that you did an episode about that and talked about that because that's something that I really, really like relate to and really understand
1: yeah our relation to place and like how proud we are of where we come from yeah and I was like what are, we, what are we are we delegates like what's going on like i representative of philadelphia you know like it's so weird why do we do that
2: it is weird i think you nailed it though you know in the in the show this you know in the, i'll just say everybody go listen to episode three of mark for life you know um <laughs> But yeah, it's just so cool. Like I remember I saw Eco Strike at Sound and Fury a few years ago, mm-hmm. and they just came out and were like, "Yo, South Florida, like straight edge," and everyone's just like, "Oh my god!" It's like gin, gin, and yeah. it's just like, it's just that gives me chills right now. I miss that, but yeah. you know, it's just like that's just what it is, and it's it's just such a cool thing, um, yeah. And it's just like even like the album covers too. You know, it's like. A band from the, a band like Go It Alone, you know, it's like their album covers are going to represent the Pacific Northwest.
0: Mm-hmm. Just
2: in like, th- I love those album covers that are like a rain soaked window, like, <laughs> but like, <laughs> and then like a dimmed like city skyline. <laughs>
0: you know right, I mean? right.
2: And it's just got like the band name. Like that's such a classic thing to me that I love about hardcore that I've never heard anybody really go into detail about. So thank you for doing yeah.
1: that. Yeah. Yeah um i feel like yeah like wisdom and chains here is like we they wrote what we call our national anthem the national anthem of all of america because you know pennsylvania is the center of everything if you're from here <laughs> yeah. um and it's called land of kings and the chorus i can't say the whole thing it's not radio friendly but <laughs> it's okay. pennsylvania i bleep in love you
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome and, and
1: when they play it here you have never seen a pile on that big
2: I I mean, even
1: like a regular show, it's like a fest (laughs) pylon. People go wild because it's like T A H C. Yeah.
2: That's so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Well, we're out of time, unfortunately. Um, Uh, Thank you so. Yeah, I know it's (laughs) It's already 5:30. It was really awesome. Maybe we could do like a part two or something. I have like Um,
1: lists of bands to talk about. I was like, okay, I've got it. I don't want to forget. Okay, no,
2: you you have you can drop that real quick. Go ahead and all the all the new bands. Any bands you want to shout out? Any bands you want to let the listeners know? Go for it. I'm
1: gonna micro machine this like so fast. No, take your time.
2: Take your time. You're good. Go for it.
1: All right. Okay. I wanted to shout out first the One Scene Unity Comp that's coming out on From With Records. If you heard the first one it's like the old school like the 90s comps that used to get like the victory the victory style classics comps. yep but with new bands That's... and they're so good um so the new one's coming out this july and i want to shout it soaked in ink and then okay i literally broke it down bands i love restraining order yep. Ikulu, mh chaos buggin criminal instinct victim to none they the, um uh scoped exposure if you're familiar yep. with that it's oh, like yeah. a video podcast. um the dude that runs that told me about victim to none and i was telling him jay man i hate you i can't get this out of my head um they're <laughs> from salt lake city they're so catchy uh the fight age of apocalypse stiff meds big cheese all
2: really great bands, bands to check out yep and on the beginning of this show you can hear a lot of those bands on the 30 minute block
1: yep i love them all um philly bands payback carried by six struck nerve fixation please die uh raw life spirit flaw and honorary philly band they're from jersey shackled love. i just wanted to shout out oh sorry no i love so all
2: those bands no shackled is great <laughs> i got turned on to yeah. shackled through the hate five six uh live thing they did um struck nerve is one of my favorites right now of, like i've played yeah. like all those bands on the show so that's pretty awesome to hear payback all oh, of them, yeah,
1: yeah. Nice. Okay. Cool California bands since.
0: What? God to
1: California. Yep. God's Hate, Distort, Zulu, Tuning, Scowl, Cellrot, Risk. Risk is so good. Yeah. Drain, Gulch. Oh my gosh. You- yeah. You have so much cool stuff coming out of California. It's to- like.
2: It's amazing. Yeah. And Chilling me right now, yeah. I know, yeah. Santa Cruz and then like the whole nardcore scene down here where I'm at is like about to pop off when the pandemic's mm-hmm. over. It's yeah. wow, I
1: can't wait for that. Shout awesome out to Gulch, bands. too. Yeah, Gulch is so sick. They yeah. just like made their own subgenre, which was <laughs> really cool. Sure, yeah. They were like, check this out. This is a new kind of hardcore <laughs> <laughs> international bands. Okay, stiff mads. I already shouted them out from yep. London, Rob Brigade from Columbia, Slam from South Korea, all except none. All except one from uh, Serbia. Worst out from France. Whispers, I think they're from Thailand. Nice and Gazm from Montreal.
2: Sick, that's awesome. That's my list. Thank you. That was so <laughs> yeah. cool. Anyone else you want to give a shout out to, or anything else?
1: I do want to just shout out that everyone pay attention to what's happening in Colombia right now. Um, there's like massive, massive protests happening. Extreme police violence in the street. They're using machine guns on civilians. Yeah. Um, so just open your eyes to that and try to spread the world because when the world is watching, that's when things change.
2: Things change. Yep. For sure. All right, Davin, thank you so, so much again. Really. I really appreciate it. Um, so yeah, I'll get the interview chopped up and record it. I mean, and post it up and send you the link, but okay, cool. I hope you have a great rest of the day and I hope that someday, when if you come out to California, I'll will give you the space to do a marked for life live oh, on the radio. Oh,
1: so cool! <laughs> well, thank you so so much for for having me on and and for doing this cool show.
2: Of course, have a great rest of the Pretty day.
1: Hardcore to the people. You That's too. right. All Bye. right,
2: peace. All right. So before I go, I know I went a little over, but I'm gonna play uh, two unreleased remastered tracks um, from a band called Mean Jesus out of Richmond, Virginia. Um, they reached out to me. It um, got a label, GG, GGT Records. Um, these two songs are great. Uh, yeah, this band is called Mean Jesus, and these these songs are remastered off uh, demo. I think they put out, but they're not out yet. So here they are. Oh, we have- Right, that song was called History Repeats from a band called Mean Jesus out of Richmond, Virginia. And I got one more unreleased, remastered track from Mean Jesus. You're listening to KZAA LP 96.5 FM. This is your life in America. I'll be out after this song. This song is called Could You Do Any Left? KZAALP 96.5 FM I'll be back next week until then peace and love